Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 268 for December 30th, 2020. My name is Phil Pinsky, with me as always, Bill Lutz and Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Woodworking Shop, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, and Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and of course, Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. I that missed horrible. that bell. Do it again. Do it again. That was good. What was wrong with that? It was awful. No, it was half-assed. Right, leave me in then. Leave me in. Okay. Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Much better. What are we working on? I think Bill's working on that dude behind him. What's uh, what's the story there? <laughs> well, this should be more of a uh, what'd you get for Christmas? Okay, yeah, do what you, do what you got to do. All right, so I got um, uh, myself a Christmas. So Casey and I decided we didn't really buy for anybody else. I sent some stuff to Aspen and the, the kids over there, but basically we didn't have nobody to buy for, so we said, well. We'll just get a couple of big items that we want. Not physically, but like, you know, a few hundred bucks here, a few hundred bucks there. And I was like, okay, that's great. You know, I, I work some overtime. And I, ah, I've been working hard. I deserve it. So I got a Bob. What is Bob, you ask? Bob is a body opponent bag. Look it up. It looks like a crooked nose, ugly boxer punching guy thing. And uh, so that's one of the things I got for myself. And uh, I used it for the first time tonight. It came in a few days ago. And um, it's gonna give me some great cardio. I need to. I need to start getting in better shape. I'm tired of being the fat caricature of the three of us. Do we have to well, pay? Well, gonna take that over. Yeah. Do we have to pay to get a new drawing done if uh, if you like get slimmer than us? Please don't. <laughs> I'm not good. If I lose five pounds, I'm happy. So no, I don't think you have to worry about <laughs> okay, me getting okay. slimmer than either one of you. <laughs> okay. um, but no, it's it's fun. Um, uh, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I I, I rearranged the garage. Uh, not and organize it to make room for Bob. And uh, you know what else I did though? Speaking of Wesley Treat, one of our uh, one of our sponsors, one of our patronages, uh, one of our guys that helps the pod cast. I got the uh, little um, uh, the Fertiburner from Wesley. We all three got some. Oh yeah, so did I. Yeah. And I was able to take that to work and utilize it. And uh, I got to say, it was quite a bit of fun. I, uh, I made a little video. I posted it online. And, and I basically, I, I, I lifted up my, uh, the, the front scoop on my backhoe about, you know, uh, average table height. And then I set that little burner on that because it's all metal and the backhoe scoop is all metal. So here's yeah. this gigantic backhoe scoop and this little <laughs> hot dog grill. Uh, I threw a couple briquettes in it because I had those and got them going. And then I, uh, I had some cheese-filled uh, bratwurst and um, st- stuck those on there. And I'm like, I was I honestly, I got to tell you something. I wasn't expecting much. I thought, okay, it's going to warm them up, right? What else? Can- no, man, it started sizzling and cooking, and they was just like doing the bubble thing that a good further bubble thing should do. Yeah. And it worked really, really well. I was very happy with it. And I, they were delicious. That's all I got to say. So How I, long I had the backhoe brats. Huh? How long did it take to get hot? Uh, once I got the charcoal, charcoal is just uh, like any in any any grill, right? You have to wait yeah. till they get going a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. once they got hot, it took maybe seven minutes to cook the two hot dogs. Not bad, not bad. That's fun. Yeah. And it took the yeah, regular, it, regular like ten minutes to get the charcoal going or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I I just I got those going, then I went. I had some other things to do, and then by the time I came back, it, it was exactly. good and hot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what do you I, recommend I, I, I do ex- if I don't have a backhoe though? Mm. You're screwed. Mm. You can't even use it. You have okay. to have a back. Did you read the instructions? Uh, the Canadian border did not release mine yet. Oh you know, yeah. So you're gonna have to. You don't have to get a backhoe. You can rent a bobcat. One of the oh, little ones. Okay. 
Yeah. Like a little skid or the one gear. like Matt yeah. Simona has, you stand on the back of it. You can just rent one of those guys at the Lowe's or the Home Depot. Okay. You know, there is a skid steer at my shop, the guy that rents the barn next to me. So now when, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to ask him to drive the skid steer out where I can use it just to do that. There you go. Uh, we haven't opened it yet because Vance is excited about it. And um, so he was going to, you know, he's he's been making videos. Um, well, he's been making video game videos on this. He has a second YouTube channel. He's been doing that on. And then he's wanted to do more like Vance Maker videos, but he doesn't want me to do anything. Like he just wants to sort of do them himself, which I think is awesome. Right, right. And he doesn't want he doesn't want it to be like father son. Like you know, well here's how you do this, son. He just wants to do things. And I was like, oh, this will be perfect, like for Vance to do that, and to take Wesley Treats thing and put it together and cook something. You know, um, yeah. And, uh, and know, so Casey asked me when I told her about that. She's like, what is Tim going to cook on it? Well, that's you know we were vegetarian gonna, dogs. Yeah, soy dogs, which was one thought. Um, they're okay. You know, I'm not a huge fan. I thought it'd be cool to make like little like tofu kebabs, like tofu and broccoli uh, <laughs> or something like that. It'd be even funnier just to do broccoli. Well, like, even, even, broccoli. That was, that was gonna, yeah, even gonna, without, the, the, even without the tofu, Tim, some of the best kebabs I've ever had have been a little tomato, a little onion, yeah. a piece of broccoli, a mushroom. Yeah, um, mushrooms. Mm, love mushrooms. All these different, all these different, oh God, what's wrong with you? You're, you're, you're a vegetarian. A vegetable person, you don't like mushrooms. I said I love mushrooms. Oh, oh, oh! I, th- I thought you said I don't like mushrooms. Oh no, oh, no man, I, I love like, mushrooms. Like mushrooms the Beyond bro- burgers are made from mushroom. What's that? I think the Beyond burgers are made from mushroom. Are they not? Probably. I don't know. I'm not a fan of those, but um, they're okay. They're yeah. They're like I don't know. Like I don't eat meat for a reason. Like I don't like. They're not marketed for me. They're for people that they're trying to get to eat less meat. You know, right? Vegetarians yeah. are like no, we we don't want that. <laughs> like I don't want something yeah. that bleeds. Mm. So, yeah, you know, but um, I had much. to try one, of course. But you know, yeah, um, I think it's a good step in the right direction, like to help. Oh people, no, absolutely. Like, I'm mean, all, exactly. Know? I'm all for it. For people that like eating meat, if they can eat a meat substitute, great. Me, I don't like eating meat, so why would I? Yeah. Why don't, why don't right. I want fake meat? You know. But uh, yeah, that's well, what they, I was thinking of even just throwing just broccoli just right on the thing. Yeah. You know, little little oil, salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Mm, getting hungry. Just broccoli though. Well, that's, that's the why funny part of it, you know, like it's his shtick, so it'd be right, funny. Right, it could be like a, but it's Vance's video though, so, you know, let him. Oh, uh, that's not as funny then. He yeah. eats other the foods and broccoli, because I have it in no, my mind only that you broccoli. only eat broccoli, like everything. It's like, yeah, broccoli bread and broccoli coffee and broccoli milk and. Yeah, no, Vance has never eaten anything other than broccoli his whole life. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's why he's jaundiced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be possible to live off just that, but that's a whole other, that's my other podcast, Broccoli Talk. Yeah, <laughs> tune in on. Stitcher. We don't want these things to to bleed over to one another. You know. <laughs> well, you know. All this being said, uh, if, if uh, anybody listening is interested, check out. Um, I believe it's just Google Wesley Treat Furter Burner and, and check it out because it's it's kind of a neat deal. If you if there's anybody in your life that you're like every year you're like what the heck do I get them for Christmas or birthday or something? Who the heck would have? Nobody's got a two yeah. hot dog mini grill. Is it right? is it practical? Probably not. No, is it, is it's, it not, awesome? it's not about being practical. This is about yeah. being awesome. Is it hilarious? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What do you get the person who has everything? A furniture burner. burner. Yeah. Furniture burner. Or a bob. Well, I mean, you'd already have that if they had everything. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's what Bill is up to, correct? Unless there's other things you've been up to or onto. I don't know. No, I'm no. That's about it. Other than uh, my other present, I'm I'm getting is an Apple Watch. I jumped down the the rabbit hole. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow, you're really good to yourself this year. Terrific. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm okay. So here's the deal. Casey wanted the Apple Watch, so I got her the Apple Watch SE. Um, and I'm like, I don't need no stinking Apple Watch. And then I started watching her play with it and how cool it was. Me want one. I want yeah. one. So I, I got a Series 5, which is the last series, refurbished. Yeah. Ah, uh, I hear so, But we're going to get the cellular option with it so we c- we can use it without being attached to the iPhone. Which Oh, that's good for running and stuff. That's well, she's got all the exercise stuff on there. Yeah. I just like the like when we go run to the store and stuff, instead of having the phone in your pocket, I can use the phone, I can use the phone or the watch to make phone calls, get emails. That's yeah. pretty cool. So yeah. I, I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Which world problems do you think this is? Oh, this phone's so heavy. <laughs> oh man, I'm at the I'm at the supermarket. I gotta carry this. Heavy I do phone have around. the iPhone, and X- I got emails. Yes, I mean it's yeah. the big one. So 
Yeah, it's good. It's quite large. And how else am I going to call reason. the Tesla over to pick me up when I'm done shopping? <laughs> My Tesla. I won't ride an Uber unless it's a Tesla. <laughs> Tim, say things now that you are doing. Okay. Um, well, usually, usually this this point of the show is when I'm the the voice of reason, and uh, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I, I've had a bit of a consumptive sort of uh, is that a word consumptive consumption heavy uh, sort of season myself. You know, with it being so you've been consumptivating. Been, con- definitely, <laughs> definitely definitely consumptive. Yeah, that's it's probably like some 19th century disease that people no longer die from. <laughs> consumptive. Is oh. an actual word affected okay. with a wasting disease, especially pulmonary tuberculosis. There's the 19th century that's, disease. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the the context you had in mind. I, I died of consumption. That was like a yeah. thing back then, yeah. right? But um, My I stars. guess they wouldn't they wouldn't say I died of consumption. It would be they, he, she, it yes. died of consumption. Wait, wasted. Yeah. So to be clear, you're not sick. You're actually just being a consumer. No, I consume stuff because I think that was I telling you. I don't think I was maybe two weeks ago about my my snowblower dying, or maybe it hadn't snowed yet. Yeah, you, you did, a, a you did story say something about, about it. On yeah, Insta. right, right. So I bought I bought a brand new snowblower. Um, Ooh. Which, Whoa. Yeah, yeah, because I had this old one that I I fixed up, but then the gearbox just went in, it, and I was like, I was like, you know what? I got this this mad mad guinea pig tank cash coming in. It's like I'm buying myself a. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. I was like, I'm buying myself a tax write-off because I'm using my snowblower at the shop, and <laughs> and um, so I bought a brand new, uh, brand new snowblower and got that in, and um, you know my my wife and I, you know Christmas we celebrated with the the family and the kids and and you know we, I always make gifts for everybody, but then there's of course there's there's the gadgets du jour that the kids need and and stuff and um, so you know th- th- that stuff always comes in and um. My wife and I, we always, like, my wife tends to, like, buy me, like, hot sauce and pretzels, like, things that, you know, like, I like. <laughs> Broccoli. You know, just, you know, just, we always just sort of, like, I always make her something special. We just kind of, just keep it simple, like, just so there's things to open. It's like, well, literally, in the past, I've taken things out of the kitchen cabinet and wrapped them and given them to each other on Christmas. Just to make it, like, fun for the kids and stuff. Um, but, uh, so she actually bought me a have you seen those little mini battery powered chainsaws um yes the bosch one with the 12 volt yeah she bought me the the milwaukee one okay because vance's yeah. vance's friend's dad has one and his friend uses it all the time boy vance's age and it you know as long as they're, they're kids that are safe with tools and understand tools i would you know we trust them with it um but uh um, so Vance has been talking about it. I guess he talked. Can, can my I just wife interrupt? What would you use a little mini battery-powered chainsaw for? Is it a real tool or a toy? Yeah, no, it's a legit tool. It's for uh, like cutting down brush and stuff around the yard. Yeah, pruning. Um, I would get pru- yeah. yeah, pruning and cutting down branches and like I the, I have like two fairly large trees in my yard, but that's it. And those when those get cut down, they're gonna get cut down by like a company with a crane. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what yeah. I do need to do quite often is trim them and branches snap in the storms and stuff. And there's actually one of the trees in my yard right now has a branch hanging in it that now with this little battery powered chainsaw I could climb up in that tree and just very easily cut it down, you know. Okay, I got you. Without so, wielding so a big sixteen inch gas powered chainsaw branches. and starting it. Right. Yeah, you could easily cut arm-sized branches, even a little bit thicker. Maybe even leg-sized branches. You could cut leg-sized. Take a little. Longer. Not these legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I actually bought her a gadget, like an electronic. Hey gadget. now. Um, not that kind of gadget. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's always um, listening to podcasts on her phone, like just through the phone, just with a crank to eleven, sitting on the counter. And then yeah. some, you know, and then music and stuff. And so I bought her one of those like uh, Bluetooth enabled like speakers, you know, like a nice. Oh, one. cool! Like a really yeah. good one, like a you know, like I think it was a JBL Bose, Bose I think. Um, oh yeah, we got the Bose. That's a yeah, got, that's a very one. impressive Sweet. speaker. I can't believe yeah. how good the darn thing sounds for its size. How much low end comes out of it and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's no wires, which is what it was cool about it because she's always like, you know, if she's in the kitchen and the, we do have a stereo in the other room, and it's it's an old one from like the '90s, like an old boombox, basically. You know, and um, and so it's just like always like a hassle. I was like, oh, just you know, this you can put it in the kitchen cabinet if you don't want to see it, and you, you only have to plug it in like once a month or once a week, depending on how much you use it. You know, mm-hmm. there's no wires, so so that was nice. You know, we actually kind of, which is like, cause it's pretty rare for us to go out and and do stuff like that, like buy like like hipster trendy stuff. But uh, we have a chainsaw and some speakers. 
I, I got to tell you, the fact that you said, you know, there's no wires twice, that's what Bluetooth means. I was just, just yeah. letting you know. So that yeah. does show me that you're not out buying lots of trendy gadgets all the time. So Yeah, I, you know, I, I recently discovered the joy of the Bluetooth mouse. I never had one until hmm. recently. <laughs> and now there's no turning back. I'm never plugging a mouse into a computer again. Look at that. That's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, but I have been doing a little bit of work too. Um, I have these guitars that I'm do I'm building a video series up of these guitars uh, that I bought uh, inexpensively and um, and uh, and then I'm like gonna try and refurb them and sell them. You know, it's, it's kind of an interesting video series. And the the first video I put out on it seems to be generating a lot of interest. There's people that are into these these types of weird guitars, so that'll be kind of fun to see what happens. I've been having fun with them because they're like old enough and cool enough to pique people's interest, but they're not like. Um, valuable it's not like a sacrilege to like repaint them or tear them apart you know what i mean like some guitars are like you can't you can't touch them you know like it's like a like a herman miller chair like oh i'm gonna refinish a herman you know it's like whoa you know but th so these aren't those types of guitars you know what i mean so it's kind of fun mm -hmm. but then to some people they kind of are so it's a little bit edgy so that's been kind of fun and um the the guinea big tanks uh the, the big sales push is finally slowed when we were selling them continue still selling them on christmas day uh, like it's just you know, but it's it's slowing down to like where I can keep in control of the tanks now. But um, I have not one but two wholesale deals in the works right now with them too. Nice. Um, one of them is a small order, just for a hundred of them for um, uh, you know those like um, those crates that people that are like in nowadays. Again, I'm not a consumer, so everybody, everybody there's like monthly subscriptions where you get a box, yeah, and yeah. It's like a kid craft in it or something. There's a woman yeah, yeah. that she does these for pet for guinea pig owners. She has a, a subscription <clears throat> service, and yeah. so you know it's it's like you can buy one, or you can buy like a, I think six months at a time for you know to give as gifts or whatever. And so she wanted to do a box with the car in it, um, and so I designed a car for her, and oh, so that's cool. it's exclusive to her. And then I'm putting in with it a coupon, you know, like fifteen percent off the store, you know, for a little promotion thing to reach some new people. And then there's um the the biggest problem that that I've had is is that these these animals these are, are very popular pets in England, um, and so I have a lot of people that from England that are buying them and um, shipping them over, and so they're paying. I mean, the tanks are about twelve bucks a piece, but it's thirteen dollars to ship it, you know. Huh. So it's just like sucks. And if you buy two of them, it's still only thirteen dollars to ship it, but still, it's like, you know, it's just like a. Um, and so there's a a company that's based in Europe that is in the business of guinea pig stuff and um i'm working a deal with them it's it's almost complete but the check hasn't been cashed yet you know to actually stock them with tanks so they can ship them in europe and so basically you know um if, if someone goes to my website and they're on the order page there'll be a big note on the bottom that says hey live in live in europe check out here it might make you more sense for you to buy from these people and then they'll have the same thing for any american customers that go to their website like hey if you live in the, in the states or you know north america you're probably going to want to buy that's cool buy from the that's original. Really cool so i'm wholesaling them to her and then she's going to mark them up accordingly um and so her retail price will probably be higher than my real and she won't have all of them either but her retail price will be higher than mine but with the shipping it'll work out to be much less for people in the european union to buy from her than from me you know, and they'll get mm. it faster. It won't be take a month. You know, and all that stuff. So it's kind of interesting, like getting into this, like, like basically, basically, my stupid tank idea is now turned into a, a multinational business. <laughs> hmm. So are you saying the ink is not dry on this deal yet? Yeah. Why? Why you want to take it over for Canada? I don't want to take anything over, but I will introduce you to the concept of either a forward warehouse or a third-party pick and pack. Yes, those so are options that I was looking into as well. I mean, I mean, you're splitting a lot of profit there when you could just, you know, store oh, stuff there, and a third party could just ship them out on your behalf. Yeah, I could absolutely, I could absolutely have someone drop ship them. Um, I could, I mean, with, with our connections in the maker universe, I'm sure there's someone listening to this podcast right now. They'd be like, "Oh my god, I'll ship them for you for you know whatever percentage of the sales or whatever." But uh, I wanted to do this because what this will do, I believe, is reach a different audience and help grow my audience. So Interesting. we're going to do this, okay. this one deal. And it, it's also, um, you know, as like, I have other ideas to expand this business and to have a retailer, like, cause the retail side is like the, the least fun side, 
You know what I mean? Right. So if I can have half the like the American sales, like I can come down every morning. Or like Gwen's been doing them. She can come down every morning and spend a half hour drinking coffee and printing out labels and shipping the U.S. ones out. You know, great. And then all the European ones, I can just do it once and make less money, but not have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know, the worst part about business is the customers. I agree with you 100. percent Absolutely. So speaking of customers, how how are your uh, how are your your uh, rink customers treating you? Um, for the most part, very well. I finished off the season with uh, 66 ranks done. I just did two more last week, but they were um, they were the Could kind you that say don't need to be 66. Yeah. <laughs> He's expanding too. He'll tell you. Go ahead. No wonder he was crying. <laughs> yeah. No, I was dead. But I did two more that are the kind that you do not need to stake into the ground. It's actually a pretty ingenious system where. Um, all the boards are plastic and the brackets that they slot into have these straps that buckle across to the other side and so they do that widthwise and lengthwise so think oh, of yeah. a cross hatch mm-hmm. and so essentially they're supporting the weight of the water you don't need anything staked into the ground to do that right so and then the ice freezes and it's a solid mass anyways right yeah so it's actually pretty smart but they're like they're like five grand for a 20 by 40 yeah so it's a lot but I mean, I guess they were wealthier clients, so uh, they said, uh, and like the commercials, like goes together in an hour. Anybody can do it. Hi, I need your help to do this. Okay, yeah. and I gave them, <laughs> I gave them my my price. You know the the price we talk about. Uh, you know because I didn't really want to do it, and but they said okay, and they paid it. So I went over there and I spent an hour and a half putting this thing together, and you know, and made four digits. So it was definitely worth it. So um, where, where did the backstop idea come from? One of the first rinks I did, he said to me, my kid is 17 years old. He plays midget double B, um, which is pretty high level for a 17-year-old. Not all the way, but high enough that there's full contact and the kid's got a shot. And he's like, I'm worried about my neighbors. Do you think you could build me a backstop? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I could build you a backstop. And I think of... Never mind all the rinks that I built. I think this backstop that I just built and posted on Instagram was like probably the thing I've built that I'm the most proud of. Like I looked at it. It looks it's you did a good job. That thing's constructed. It's constructed right. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I overbuilt the hell, heck out of this thing because yeah. I didn't want it falling on the kid. I didn't want it falling backwards. But I've got 45 degree angle braces on every single one of those studs. The rails are on there properly. And the um, that's staked into the ground on the front and on the supports. So this thing is rock solid, and I use some of that ballistic safety fencing on there and staple yeah, on yep. forward. So there's hitting a hitting a puck against it will only drive the staple in further. So it's mm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty. I made a smaller one for another client, but this one was eight feet tall by 16 feet wide. So that one took me about four hours to build, and that was. But the the thing is, is it's. You're doing it in gloves and in the cold. It was like, uh, well, it's minus five. It was basically in the teens, right? Mm. So you're building something in the teens outside. It's cold, and you're using work gloves. So everything's slower. The dexterity, like, to pick up even a screw to put Half it on the impact, no, it slows no, That's no slouch, man. That's going to be damn right. Anyways, wasn't bad. But I will tell you, I'm very excited because it was my first opportunity to use my new Makita driver and impact set and drill set. And was, <laughs> was your so, world changed? Um, well, so my the last sort of pairing that I had, I had an 18-volt Bosch, which wasn't bad as a drill, um, and I had a Black & Decker Impact, and they were both using uh, 1.5 amp, I know, 1.5 amp batteries, and they both would conk out in the cold. Like, mm-hmm. they would just lose all of their charge in the cold. The Makita did not, so that was a delight. <laughs> and, they, and both of them have a 3 amp hour battery, where you press a button, it tells you how much battery is left in it, and I was like, ah, oh, this is... Oh yeah, you that three amps. That's the way to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that's it. Now I'm in the Makita world. Like all my, I'm gonna get battery tools for the Makita. So I'm very happy about that. It was, uh, it was, it was a really that's good purchase. A, it, for what you do, that those will last you a lifetime. You won't outgrow yeah. them. It, for it, sure, it'll be great. Yeah, that you know when I opened up that Milwaukee box, I was like, oh, is this a sign? Am I am I going red? <laughs> you know, they make good stuff. I never bought they make it before. Good, it's nice. You know, like yeah. I've been using the budget stuff for a long time. This was nice. This is really yeah. nice. Yeah. And there's like a crispness to the, you know, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so next purchase I'm looking for is a um, is a battery-powered Cirque saw 
because I think that would be really useful. I just for breaking f- stuff down. I love mine. I, I, I and I the first time I saw one, I was like. Pfft. That's stupid. Look how small it had the five and a half inch blade or whatever, and it's yeah. like battery. Like, oh man, they're so convenient, dude. It's, it's awesome. Just, so many times you can break like, down sheet goods at Home Depot. I yeah. know that's so. I like that too. Like you could just do it in the parking lot, right? right on their right on their cart. You grab two of those carts to the same height. You just cut right between them. Yeah, yeah kind of like um, that. Yeah, it's it's um. You know, when I don't do it in the Home Depot parking lot, but I do it in my parking lot. It's like I'm not dragging this four by eight sheet into my workshop to throw it on my bench. I cut it right in the back of my truck. And with that, it's like before I'd have to grab the extension cord, grab the saw. You know, it's yeah, awesome. I love it. Best best tool. So I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get that. And they're like the three amp batteries are already good enough for the circuit saw, so it works out well. Oh I think yeah, this is. Yeah. We we were having a little bit of trouble figuring out what our topic was. I think this is it. I think it's like gear acquisition syndrome. Like, this is, you know, we've done one of these, but I could do it again. Because, it's the direction you know, we're here heading we are. Right now. Yeah, because I, I, well, I would love you know to what, talk you know more what about it is too. It's it's X amount of years later, and all of us are growing. I mean, yeah. you yeah. know, everything we're doing, like me personally, like you guys, I re I put in new like SSD cards in my computers. What the heck happened? And the world mm. didn't blow up, mm. right? Hmm. You guys uh, getting some better tools and and stuff, you know, especially Phil. It's I I knew I knew when you talked about yeah, well my you know my my cheap Black and Decker. As soon as you said Black and Decker, I'm like, there's an improvement yeah. to be had. No matter yeah. what you get is going to be better. So yeah, and it's so much better. Barrel. It's it's not even funny. But the funny thing is, is that impact that Black and Decker tool was already an upgrade for me because I was using a drill to both drill and drive. So right. having the separate tool and it was an impact and it it served me well for whatever it did. But mm-hmm. now when I was actually on a job site, mm-hmm. actually, you know, working remotely and I needed to depend on this tool, like if, if I was at home with it and the battery wasn't charged, okay, whatever, I'll put it on the charge, I'll go in, I'll make a coffee, I'll come back, it'll be good enough. But when you're on a site and it's in the teens out there, there's no going to get a coffee and waiting for this thing to charge. It needs to work and it needs to work now. Mm-hmm. So that was important for me. Um, yeah, I think that's sort of the, like with the, the snowblower, you know, I mean, it's... It snows here, you know, like yeah. I live in Connecticut and all, all my life I've either shoveled or, you know, or I've had these, these hand-me-down snowblowers that I've got held together with duct tape and paper clips and sheetrock screws and stuff. And, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I think I'm officially at that age where it's time to stop screwing around and just buy a damn well, snowblower, you, you know? You, you kind of earned it, right? You've already got the used one. You've already repaired your own. You've already put two of them together to make one work. Mm-hmm. You've earned it. That. Yeah. yeah, done all yeah. that. Yeah. And you know, that's, and, that's and part of my too. part of my theory is, of course, that you know the older ones are made better, you know, um, but there gets a point where they're just old. Yeah. Like, and so I, I got an errands, like, because there's there's like you know, if if you get a snowblower, you get an errands, like that's just you know, or, or Toro. Toro, you know? yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, but um, because back in the day they were the same company, at least like the one that I had was an errands with the Toro motor, you know. Uh. <laughs> so I was like, all right. See, I'm I getting- think when I retire to the Midwest, I'm gonna get a Jason. I feel like this is a joke. I'm guessing. No, that. it's a, the dads live in in uh, in Illinois, and they hired this guy that oh, does the driveway. His name's Jason. Uh, I had I had I a, have a Jason. It's so funny you say that. <laughs> I had the, my house in Waterbury, Connecticut. Um, had a kind of horrible driveway, and I had an, I had a four wheel drive vehicle, and so I used to just just you know shovel out the end to get in and just drive back and forth a bunch of times, or whatever. But one day there's this neighborhood kid, and he had an old Aaron's snowblower, and he's just like walking him down the street, and he's like, "Hey, Mister, I'll." I'll snowblow your driveway for you. And I'm like, I can't afford to hire some kid to snowblow my driveway. And I'm like, how much? And he goes, he says, 20 bucks. And I was like, go for it, you know? And um, and so he did. I mean, he spent two hours. Wow. <laughs> you know, snowblowing this driveway. It's a pretty long driveway. And so I handed him I handed him 30 bucks. And I said, come to me first every time it snows. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> he did. And so what that meant is that I could have then, because then my next door neighbor was this woman. She's like 130 years old, and uh, and I see her out there shoveling her walk, and I, then I'd have to like, you can't like let that happen. So you got to go shovel her walk, and the whole time she'd be yelling at me, "Don't throw it towards the house." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, so I'd be paying this kid like 30 bucks to snowblow my driveway, and I'd be out there busting my butt shoveling her walk. You know, that's how that. But you know, I never, I never got out of shoveling, but at least I got a little, a little that's break. That's so funny. So I hear, I have a bit of a nightmare story with one of the rinks, actually, since I guess we're playing catch-up or whatever the case may be. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. One of them, 
had a faulty liner. I did 66. Uh, I had one with a faulty liner. I had two that had mouse holes chewed into them that I was able to patch up. But I had one with a faulty liner just wouldn't hold any water. So I had to make it right. So I um, borrowed my neighbor's pickaxe. And I went out there and I broke up probably literally a ton of ice. And heaved it out of the rink to be able to replace the liner. And the whole time I'm doing it, the the gentleman, I use that term loosely in this case, uh, is directing me on where to heave these 40 and 50 pound <laughs> blocks of ice because I don't want I don't want it to flood my house or my neighbors here. I want to evenly disperse it. I was like, do you understand how slowly ice melts in the spring and in the winter? Like that's not going to be a problem. But he's like, no, could you put that one here? Like, we were putting together a jigsaw puzzle. And the next morning, I woke up, cursed. I was, my wife's like, you should have just given him his money back. And I was like, I would have, but it was a lot of money. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I spent it. No, it's. Uh, I really should have just given his money back. Sometimes, it was, sometimes it's just, yeah. It's just I mean, but this was nuts. I Like, like nine-inch thick ice. And I'm out there chopping it out like it was like hard labor it was like prisoner work and the whole time he's like yeah you're so lucky it got warmed up today i was like yeah i feel real lucky out here (laughs) (laughs) that reminds me i used to i used to move furniture when i was a little bit younger and um you have to you, you don't know at first right because it's like everything you learn when you get to the people's house you start bringing their stuff in you need to tell them we will put this where you want it, anywhere you want it, once. 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 Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. if you don't, it's like, you know what? Actually, can we try it over here? And then you're trying to be nice. And you want to get a tip. you like, you do. And before you know it, it's like, it's everything you bring in the house. They want to see what it looks like. Can I just see what it looks like on that wall? Lady, this is a, a, a you know, an armoire. No, it doesn't work that mm-hmm. way. But yeah, it's just yeah. like that guy. Can you, you know, don't shovel it towards the house. Oh, yeah. That's what made me think of it. I was like, oh my, this, this he's 72 <laughs> years old. I'm going to push him on this ice. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to push him down on this ice. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I get being particular. Like, I'm particular about things. But at the same time, like, if, if someone's... I mean, in your case, I mean, tech, the guy paid you. You know, I mean, you got to kind of... Okay, but this was above and beyond. You don't right. expect somebody to, like, pickaxe he, the ice out to replace the liner. You got to figure it. Like, the, he's obviously unhappy. <laughs> like, you know, he's... But on the way out of the house, he says to me... Could you take the liner that you tore out with you? My bin is full. And I was like, no. No, my bin is <laughs> too. <laughs> cut it up and he, Yeah, he pushed it too far. Like, you know, I deal with that on. on a regular basis. People yeah. bring in their garbage from home to the airport. Oh, and it and, pisses and, and, me off. And they're they're you know, they're pilots, what? that means they're probably wealthy. Oh yeah, so, these is. people own airplanes. Yeah, come on, they own airplanes. But they yeah, want to so at the end of each hangar row, we have a, a recycling and a regular garbage, like a house bin, right? And that's yeah. for hey, if you go if you go in your hangar and you have a pop or you bring some McDonald's, you have a place to throw a little bit of garbage. And yeah. every day now we go over there and there's just garbage packed up. And now that it's Christmas time, there's there's yeah. styrofoam and boxes and all the stuff that they. It's like seriously, you can't just. Uh, uh. But being particular. So I, I have a particular story, a very recent one, and I love Taz. I love Taz. He's 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 my buddy. He's my right he hand at the airport and a Patreoner. So and, uh, <laughs> anyway, Taz uh, he decides he's going to Tahoe over Christmas. So he he worked Thanksgiving and let me take both days to go see my dad's, and he's Muslim. So Christmas to him is like, look, I'm going to go to snow with my family, so you can have both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day if you want the overtime. And of course, I did. But anyway, before we go, I said, hey, man, we've got this little miniature water heater in the men's bathroom at iHanger, and I want to replace the cabinet because it's as cheap a cabinet as you can get, and it's um, particle board, and it's been wet over the years, and it's just crumbling. So we got this one vanity cabinet, and we stick a water heater in there. So we go to Home Depot. We find the cheapest cabinet we can. Boss has ordered the little miniature water, like a five-gallon water, four-gallon water here, whatever, just enough for people to wash their hands, right, which I don't think they need, but whatever. So I said, all right, man, well, you know, think about when we're putting this cabinet in, we got it's we got to mount it to the wall, and then we need some caulking, you know? And we're in Home Depot, and of course, Home Depot, you've got 9,000 different types of caulking that you can get. Mm-hmm. So well, what kind should I get? I says, read the damn thing and get what you want. I don't care, right? I'm trying to help him out here. Like, what you want, huh? 
Yeah, that's all I said. I said white. You know, the, the top, the yeah. sink is white. So, so get that. So I'm not paying attention, and I'm also thinking I've got some baseboards in my bathroom to do. So I'm picking out some caulking for myself. And so, well, look at this stuff, and I'm like, no, no, I want as fast drying as possible. You know, the the quick set or whatever the the little red tube is. All, I just need a little bit. So mm. I said, no, no, you get stuff for the for the job. Anyway, so he picks some stuff out. We go pay for everything. We get back to the airport, and he ends up going to Tahoe. So I've been by myself, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna. I'm going to install this uh, cabinet. We we got it cut and measured and balanced and all this crap that you got to do because the bathroom floor is awful. So I, I bought some foots to put underneath to raise one side. Anyway, so here we go. So I, I throw the tube of caulking in the caulking gun. I'm like, all right, start squirting it out. And it's kind of nice. This is like, oh, no, I didn't read the, the thing again. It was some super max, blah, blah, whatever. So I cocked the top of the sink along the backdrop, you know, got everything cocked nice in there, and then the water heater just sits underneath the sink, and so I wanted to run a bead of caulk around that, just kind of hold it in place, mm -hmm. right? So I ran that bed, I'm like, cool, this will be great. I'll come back in a couple hours, I'll attach all the hoses, and, and we're good to go. So, and this stuff was so easy to work with, I mean, it was just, it, I was like, good job, Taz. So I get done, go have lunch, a couple hours later, I come back, and I go to move it, and everything is still tacky and wet and I'm like what the that's not normal what the and I go to read it he didn't buy caulking he bought window and door seal it takes seven <laughs> days to cure and I'm like oh my goodness this is just uh, and, I, and, and the whole point of the story was I'm very particular so instead of me smacking his hands and saying oh, I'll pick out the caulking I was trying to like okay no just pick out what you want get a good stuff you know I said me I like it to dry fast he didn't read it because, like I said, I'm reading this thing. It's like seven days to cure. Seven days to cure. And oh, I'm my like, God. Oh, my God. So, anyway. So, I'm still waiting for this stuff to cure, and he's still in Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Well, anyways, that was the last time Taz picks anything. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not the last time you'll hear about it. That's for sure. That's a good two years I can talk to him about that. Yeah, go complain Remember about that, that time, the caulking, huh? Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Write down what I want from Starbucks. Remember the caulking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when you work with somebody so long that you're basically married and you yep, have yep. Oh, wait, you've dude, he's my work intimacy. wife, without a doubt. He's my work wife. He, we've been so together funny. for 11 years now. I, it's other than Casey, he's the longest relationship I've ever had with anybody. So, um, oh, we're well, catching up. We're catching up. We're catching up. You're catching yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. You guys um, are. You guys are my pod wives. Imagine right. if we did this more than one day a week, we would be doing that even more often than we already do. <laughs> right. Okay, I've got something to add to the to the gas, the gear acquisition syndrome. I'm looking to upgrade my miter saw. And build a portable miter station that mm -hmm. I could wheel out, wheel back in. And uh, I've been looking at the Makita. It's like six hundred dollars. Get a Makita. It doesn't matter. It's a lifetime investment. Get the Makita. Yeah. And I like it that now, basically, like remember the uh, what's it called again? The Festool was the Capex was the first one where the rails were forward, so you could push the whole saw up against the wall and be able to pull the saw, and it didn't right, have right, like. Right. 18 or 20 inches. They're all like that now. There's the Glide. The Makita's like that now also. I think the uh, the Metabo is like that. Uh, so it, it's it's a good time to get a miter saw. They're all they're all good Oh, now. yeah, the sliding ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I have a 12-inch, but it doesn't slide. It was my father-in-law's, and I traded him for my 10-inch that slid from that company that gave him to us. Right. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, his is the, the one that I'm using now is a DeWalt 12-inch, yeah. but it's just a, you know, stationary one. And See, it, it I've a got the I've got improvement. a nice Dewalt slider, um, yeah. and instead of building a stand, I just got a stand that goes on that it'll slip they to because it's on they, wheels already, yeah. and the the arms come out at least a good four or five feet on each side of it. If and you want I'm a not portable using it in the garage, it's it, out in the shed in the backyard. Yeah. That's so I have that exact same stand, but like branded Delta, and I do yeah. like it. But like when I put it away, it basically has to be like lifted up like a hand truck, and you got to sort of. Tuck it away. I kind of like now, it. Build build a good stand if you're going to use that miter saw all the time. If you're yeah. going to use that miter saw once in a while, just use the stand you already have because you can put it out of the way. It folds up, like you said, a hand truck. You can wheel it anywhere. You're going to build a shed in the backyard anyway, right? You can wheel yeah. it out there. But I find I just I don't use it as much as like I have 
pretty crappy miter saw now, but I would use it more often. You think if it you was would, but more you accessible. But for rips, <laughs> for bigger rips, like, and I was doing all kinds of stuff with two by fours, and I just like, ugh, I land up taking out a like literally a handsaw and like hand cutting instead. The only reason I'm I'm giving you a hard time is because if you have it on that thing and it's a good saw, not a cheap saw. You might yeah. use it more, but you can bring it out in the driveway. You don't have a lot of room in your little space to, to build a permanent, even if it's mobile. And it is a messy tool. Yeah, but the thing is with the driveway, half the year, it's like really too cold to be working outside. You don't want to do that. You know, you know what I did with mine? I have, I have mine set up next to my table saw. So yeah. on the left side, I use the table saw. I have to just take the fence <clears> off, and the table saw is my, is my stand, right? I set it up to be that height. And on the okay. right side, I have a... Um, it's like a wheel on a stand, you know, like you could buy like a portable, like it's like a sawhorse, but it has like a roller on the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you can adjust the height. I have one of those set to the height of, of it that I just have put away. It's in like an open space of my shop. Oh, I know what and you so did. Okay, if yeah, I yeah. need to cut something, I just pull that out and I put it down and I have my whole table saw plus past the table saw, of course, on one side. And then I have that roller on the other side and I can I can put 16 20 foot boards so your, your miter saw station is actually very small comparatively because right. you don't need it's, a, it's actually on top got, of my old bathroom vanity so it's 20 <laughs> 22 it inches deep by 30 inches wide right yeah. did you use caulking or window sealer on it <laughs> it took seven <laughs> days man forever <laughs> took eight days for that bad boy to cure <laughs> I still can't use it but it's there uh, but, but you yeah, can so do that because yours is lighter because it's not a slider right it's not a slider but because like 99% of the time when I use it I'm just, I yeah. just it's like the thing that you're using the handsaw for you know so I could just walk over and cut it and it's not taking up a yeah. ton of space but then those rare occasions that I have 10 foot 8 foot boards that I need to cut I just have to lift the fence off my table sometimes I just slide the I can slide the fence all the way down depending on where I'm cutting I just slide it yeah and, uh, and I just use this the is a win most of the time I don't even pull this I just use the table saw side and don't even pull the the stand out yeah. and just let it fall on that side I'd like to cross cut with the miter and rip with the table saw well, get get the Makita, get a nice one, build a beautiful little station for it, and just keep that portable stand. Because if you decide at some point that it takes up too much room and I don't use it enough, you still have that portable stand that'll bolt right. Right. Through. The next iteration of your of your outdoor rink game requires you to do a whole bunch of chopping. You know what I mean? Mm. Now you have that stand you can bring to the job site. I was actually thinking I'd get the Makita, put it on the nice, uh, build a nice stand for it, and then keep. The p- portable stand with the crappy miter saw. Oh, there you and go. Leave that as a job site thing, and yeah. I'll find somewhere to put it away until I ever need it outside. Yeah. Well, then again, you, your stand for it doesn't have to be that big. If you have the option of having that big long one, you can take outside for cutting long stuff. You could yeah. do something like I have, where it's like a sort of semi-permanent stand mm-hmm. or something. You like? I mean, just any kind of a simple folding, like a that's it d- dining table. There's, um, yeah. There's a YouTuber who I who I think is great. His name is. Uh, Something Fisher, Fisher's work, Fisher's shop, Fisher's workshop. Anyways, he he's got plans, and I'm gonna buy them, and I want to make that miter stand. It's actually a really good one. I like that. Oh yeah, because mm. it's also it adds like storage because it's a cabinet also, and it's good for dust collection. It's got all that stuff, so mm. uh, I'm excited for that one. I think that's it, it's that's fun. Be a thing. It's it's fun. I've built a couple miter stations, and and they're neat when you use them. They really are. Yeah, I had one when I first built out my shop. I had a like an it, again, it was an old kitchen counter. It was like an eight foot long. From like a kitchen counter on cabinets, and that was my whole miter head in the corner. I had the saw in the middle of it, and I built yeah. little risers on either side, and and it stop just, blocks. I want to do stop blocks. I didn't With do stop T-track. blocks. I had um, I just had a clamp and a block of wood that I used to just, you know, that's good too. I never, did, I've never did the, you know, because I just wasn't doing enough repetitive. If I was doing something where I needed a measurement like more than once, and it was, you know, sometimes it'd be like one. Usually it's four. So I cut yeah. one, put the other three on it to line it up, and then pull them away and cut. You know what I mean? Like, it just right. never, you know, I wasn't doing that kind of wood. If I was making 100 Adirondack chairs a day, like, I'd, I'd, I'd want a sliding ruler and stuff, you know, and a stop. Right. Yeah. I just think, like, I've gotten to a point, and I think you were bringing it up earlier about the snow the snowblower. Um, you know, we got to a point where, like, I feel like I've earned these little luxuries in the workshop. Like, I don't have that much time in there, and when I'm in there, I want to... I want it to be as enjoyable as possible. Yeah, I, I love it. I, th- I, I get the Makita because that you yeah. deserve it, and it's Canadian. And I, I, I'm curious right? to see how long it takes you to say, you know what, I'm not going to keep that other one. <laughs> yeah. Is, oh, is, the other. Is Makita Canadian? I, I don't know why I thought. No, that. it's Japanese. Japanese? I don't know why I thought Japanese. it was Canadian. Because Japanese. it's quality and polite. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's that a horrible blue color. I don't know. 
but our flag's red and white, like the Japanese. Maybe that's the confusion. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Are you really Maple Japanese? leaf, red circle, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, oh, here's another one. I just, uh, I actually did buy a snowblower. It's an electric, mind you. Uh, it's an electric snowblower, 21 inch, 15 amp for my skating rink. So, ah. and it's super light. It's got a handle. You can pick it up. It's like, whatever. It's probably about 40 pounds. You can pick it up, put it on the rink, snow blow. It does all the heavy lifting. And then you still got to go back with a shovel to tidy things up. But what's your DIY Zamboni technique? Um, I was going to build, I start, actually, I built the sled and I was going to do all this like irrigation piping and stuff or whatever. But actually my rink kit came with a PVC T. Mm. So it's probably about 24 inches wide and it goes into like a longer uh, section that snaps into the hose. Yep. And then it's got a towel that wraps around it. Yep. So I've got um, in the backyard, I've got only cold. In the garage, I've also got a hot water tap. And to properly groom the ice, you need hot. There you go. Yeah. So I'm linking three hoses together and I'm going to do my grooming with the hot water in that whatever cheap tool that came with it and it's uh better than anything you could do with one of these slits. could you and i'm trying to follow along here just because i'm don't i barely know what you're saying right right no makes sense could you theoretically just use a hot mop like a hot hot mop? it's just when it's cold outside it just that it just doesn't get it gets cold too fast you know you yeah. have a big yeah. five gallon bucket full of like like off the tea kettle kind of hot water but in 10 minutes, it's cold. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other thing is, is that's really sort of like a two-man job. Like, what I've seen is people take a squeegee, they wrap a towel around it, and they've yeah. got a second person with Dumping. a watering can full of yeah. boiling water that as they're pulling, they're pouring it onto the right. uh, the squeegee to keep it hot. If you can right? run a – if you have hot water on a faucet that's close yeah. enough to run a hose, I mean, that's that, – you can't that's beat that. That's the dream. Yeah, you yeah, can't beat that. So I was like, okay, I could build this whole sled, or for another 40 bucks, I could just buy one more – Hose. I already have two. I would just need the third one. I wonder so if I was you like, could... Lauren, please order this off of Amazon. Thank you. I wonder if you could make some sort of on-demand, like in the broom, like a like a little mini on-demand water. So you have cold water that you carry, and as it runs down the pipe, it gets goes to a heating element. That's so then it's hot when it hits the ground, and that way you don't have to. Funny you should I say just that. In, I, I just installed an itty bitty water heater. Why couldn't you make it portable? Because it's just one ten. You plug it in. And all you need is a water supply to it. It's it's five gallons, but it would at least not get cold on you. I don't know how much water you actually need. I don't know if I want to mix water and electricity, but it's funny because my friend sent me a link for a hose that has a heating element in it. Mm. And it was like $200 for this hose. And I'm like, did you read what this is for? He's like, it's obviously for ice rinks. I was like, it's obviously for hooking up fresh water to RVs for minus temperatures. <laughs> it keeps the hose from freezing. freezing while, yeah. 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 Like heat I'm like, this is not going to yeah. work. It's not heated up fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What, so what about, what about like a, a, a roofing torch or a, a weed torch? People use that. Mm. Just to, to kind of remelt the top, the surface? So I joined, yeah. So it works phenomenally well. Flamethrower. Oh, you needed a flamethrower. Come on, get a Makita flamethrower. I know I need a Makita. They probably have those. Right, that's the end um, of our episode. Hang on. Let me change that. But Makita, so, Makita flamethrower. Can we Googling use a brand that. name in our real. episode title? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> so I joined this Facebook group. It's called Backyard Ice Rinks. 17,000 members across North America. And you can instantly see who are the urban backyard rink owners and who are the rural Right, right, right. The rural ones have way nicer rinks. They're huge. They're gorgeous. They have real boards. Some of them are on a lake, so they've got a massive surface. But these are the guys who are out there using, like, those bush flamethrower things because who cares, right? Yeah. But when you're in the city, you're a lot of times you're using a liner, right? So the liner will just melt anywhere near that. And and things catch fire in the city, whereas in the country, you've got... You know, let's say more runway on. There's probably some fire. kind of regulation to flamethrower. You know, you think that it's propane, so you're probably safe in that regard. I'm not allowed to burn wood, but I could use a flamethrower in my backyard. So, but yeah, it's been it's been adventure. This thing has been like, it's like my new first job. It's not even a second job; it's the first job. Weird interruption here. Um, Mark okay. Schaefermeyer posted. Uh, he was doing. The white robe, the Christmas yeah. vacation. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy. Uh, Randy, Randy Quaid. Uh, Quaid. Randy yeah. Quaid. Yeah. 
Randy Quaid, right? So on my local news this morning, they're like, in Kentucky, and it was Kentucky, in Kentucky, there was a man, now look at him out here, now look, and they show this guy, and he's in a white robe with the hat, right? And he's got yeah. a flamethrower, and he's melting his driveway, the snow off his driveway, I right? I saw that. I saw right? that. Well, my local news people didn't know that was a reference to, the guy was goofing off for, for Christmas vacation. And now yeah. watch him here, now here he goes, look, he's actually drinking a beer, and it's in the morning. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> and I'm like, Blanker's it's full. from Christmas vacation. Uh, yeah, anyway. great movie. Great movie. Cousin yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Cousin Eddie, yeah, exactly. Cousin Eddie, yeah. Randy Quaid. Cousin Eddie Griswold. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. I love those National Lampoons. I think Pretty that was Chevy nice. Chase's best work was European Vacation and Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I think... You're going to say something about Caddyshack, but I'm sorry. No, no, I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, he wasn't really a big thing in Caddyshack. That was much more Bill Murray. Yeah, I'm just saying. Just va- I think Just Vacation, the first one, was the best. No, European Vacation Wally so World. Good. I live in Wally World. That's, uh, Wallingford is the name of my town, but everybody calls it Wally World because of that movie, uh, so I have a soft huh. spot. Right. Yeah, but Pig in a Poke. They won the pig in a poke contest. Pig in a poke. Pig in a poke. Um, <laughs> Ellen Barkin. She was smoking hot then. Okay, we're, we've officially digressed. I, I think it's time. Enough? To... Yeah? We veered off enough? Where you, are we? You what did it with the Ellen Barkin, yeah. I mean, but that's fact. True story. Smoke show. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess, I guess we just stuck a fork in it. We, um, no, it's iTunes. Oh, he, he took a flamethrower to it. That's, that changed the name. <laughs> You changed the name to the title. Yeah, changed the name already. I love it. I love it. You know what? That's how we are here. We're fluid. We we we're dynamic. We uh, That's we're why running people things pay us. The cuff here. Yeah, well, for our dynamical fluids. Ew. Uh, <laughs> There's only one new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll read this one because I never do that. Uh, the author is M Toy. E M Toy. Title is Overdue. So there's like one of these uh, open brackets that's a triangle. Insert all the nice things everyone else says about these three. I've literally never missed an episode. Seriously. Now, on to pressing matters. Phil and Tim, heck, and Bill too if you want to weigh in. I've always been a Mac guy, but I recently got a cheap laser engraver from Amazon, and I'd like to get a little devoted Windows machine to run it. Do you guys have any recommendations? Something cheap I could mod up, keep it up, utilize, disagree, all that, Marshall. Now. Was that Marshall Wildman? That's just Marsh. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Just, I guess yeah. Marsh is probably short for Marshall, but uh, maybe. But I never really thought about Marsh. it. It probably is a Marshall. <laughs> Sorry, Marshall. You're probably your own person. Yeah, I think um, he's. I listen. I just saw. Uh, I think it was um, Derek from Malden is the guy to ask because he just recently got a laser, and he's using Lightburn, and he's running it on his Mac. And I don't know anything else about it. All I know is that he was very excited that he was able to run it on his Mac. Um, so you apparently, I use Lightburn and I run it on. It's a five hundred dollar PC. Um, it's not even an SSD drive. It's just like a you know. I mean, I got it at like like Costco or BJ's, you know. Um, and it's fine. Um, so you don't need a like for laser work. You don't need a fancy machine to run it um, because it's most lasers actually have their own. I don't know about what what you got, but most lasers have their own internal thing. So basically, you're just sending a DXF file with all the the speeds and feeds to the machine and then the machine runs or at least that's how mine works but it's all just ones and zeros right so like lightburn or any of those other programs that run it you don't need a great machine you can just go out and buy a used couple hundred dollar machine and you're going to be fine um what you do need a good machine for is the design work more um but you don't have to do that on the same machine so if you're a mac guy and you need to create vectors uh, there's all sorts of ways you can create vectors on the mac mm-hmm. and then you just save them as dxf files and then you and you, you put them on a little zip drive or whatever and you put those into your uh into your cheap machine and you open up the dxs files dxf files and lightburn and then there you would just take those files and and set the feeds and speeds and, and temperatures and stuff that you want to them and send them so yeah you can use like just about anything really I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you're going to need to, if you're running the, the fancier software like Lightburn, you're going to need some you know, Windows 10 or whatever. But, um, yeah, just go out and get, like, a $300, th- you know, $350 refurbished PC, and you'll probably be fine. I think you can would, buy a $350 PC new at Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah you really can. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I would, uh, <laughs> to be honest yeah, go, with you, um, go, go more to 500 but <laughs> I would... Uh, Lenovo is uh, is like the king of the laptops right now. They're doing really, really well. Um, like no bloatware th- that comes with them, and you can get them at Costco. You know, five, six, seven hundred dollars. Actually, there's a seven hundred dollar one that I 
recommended to Nick Ferry when he asked this question not too long ago. Uh, and it's like stupid deal. It's like I I paid a thousand dollars for that same laptop here in Canada. In the U.S., it's seven hundred bucks, and it's insanely great laptop. So Lenovo, Costco, and they have like a three-year warrant. Like they have an extra warranty on top of the warranty just because you bought it at Costco. Is that the ThinkPad? It's an IdeaPad, actually. Okay. ThinkPad is its own line, but yeah. Lenovo's make their own. Like Lenovo owns ThinkPad because they bought it from from uh, IBM. Yeah. But they also make their own lineups of uh, laptops that are not branded ThinkPad. I th- I think that that because I have my the one I had that runs my CNC um, is I think that and yeah it's a really nice machine. I don't know what it cost though. It came with the CNC. I didn't pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mine is a uh, mine's actually a convertible tablet, so it folds over the other way and it turns into a tablet. Oh, cool! But it's a Ryzen seven, sixteen gigs of DDR four RAM, five twelve gig SSD, and oh, like oh. a Vega whatever graphics card. It's it's crazy. It didn't make sense how cheap it was, and I love it. I use it every day. It's my work machine. It's my home machine. I mean, I have a desktop also for like gaming and stuff. By the way, Cyberpunk, pretty cool. Um, but uh, but I'm really really enjoying the laptop. It's phenomenal. Good to know. There you go. You know, yeah. I, I I I couldn't really add to anything because it's above my pay grade. However, I will say that when somebody like Derek uh, reaches out to us, <laughs> it's it's kind of like that whole Scott Turner Jimmy Duresta syndrome where these guys are amazing. And, and they're asking us questions. It, it makes me feel pretty good that our podcast actually does serve a purpose. So that's, that's I just so up until this computer question, we serve no purpose. No, no, no. We've we've okay. we have since day one. I mean, there's there's people okay. that reach out to us that are just they make me feel like a hack, right? I mean, right. just their their skill sets. I mean, I I love Derek. I met him in Graz in Boston. Um, yeah, it's just. The guy's phenomenal, and then and he's he's asking us questions. Well, now Tim's the he's, resident. Derek's expert, not asking so. us any questions. No, it was Marshall. Marshall. It was Marshall. And I, I said Derek's name because I told Marshall to go ask Derek a question. Because Derek oh. is right the Well, Marshall, not that you're Although, not worthy of, of our praise, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't know. <laughs> Let me get you some salt for your foot. But, uh, uh, but yeah. Derek has asked me quite a few questions over the years about the CNC. Uh, he's, he's like, I, well, I, I believe he's, got, he's really come a long you. way. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he's. I'll tell you what. I'll like, tell you what, Bill. I ask you questions all the time. So, yeah. like, would you please stop talking? You would you please go away? <laughs> no, not those. Actual making questions. I ask all the time. Um, okay. uh, what I else we a, got here? I have a tip. What uh, weekly tip segment? Do uh, it. I have a. I have a, a very very quick tip. Uh, good. Windex or glass cleaner is really good for wet sanding, whether it's metal yeah. or wood with finish. Because it has a little bit of soap in it, but not a lot. And it has a little bit of water in it, but not a lot. That's my tip. Yeah. It's a great tip. It's also good for sharpening. Like if yes. you've got a, like a whetstone. Using stone. on a whetstone, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Instead of using water or some... Yeah, like water stones. Yeah, yeah some crazy concoction. Well so. done, Tim. Well done. That's my yeah. tip. Yeah. Hot tip. I like it. What grabbed your attention this week? Let's go to Tim. What grabbed my attention? I don't know if I'm prepared to answer that. Um uh, oh, there's a. Uh, I had this from last week. I never got to. Is a, a, a. Hang on. Let me just click on it. Make sure it's. The, <laughs> I think it's the right person. Yeah, Billy. Billy Rubin uh, is the name, and um, she is a 3D printing person. And I'm not quite sure how I stumbled across it because I'm not really even super interested in 3D printing. But she had a video out about making 3D printed feathers, like um, costume feathers. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was super interesting, and so I watched it because I was like, eh, and I understood maybe four percent of of what was going on, but um, but I just thought it was really wicked cool to see these 3D printed feathers because you could print them in any color or pattern or whatever you want. Like people that are really good at 3D printing know how to change, you know, the colors and stuff in there. And feathers are like like leather and stuff. It's um, <clears throat> there's there's like an industry around it that's actually got a pretty sordid past, and it's always rules and regulations and a lot of bad things have happened there's actually this famous break-in of a um uh a smithsonian museum of natural history where they had this whole this collection of like millions of dollars worth of feathers were in the in the fe- fly tying market were stolen by this guy it's like crazy like it's hmm. and uh so just the idea of like oh well, we can i feel like it's the replicator from star trek you know like yeah it was like just like to see a feather come off of a 3d printer i was like oh earl gray hot you know <laughs> yeah i love it 
so I just thought that was cool. So yeah, it's um yeah, Billy Rubin is a, is a small channel, um, but she's obviously knows what she's doing. Hmm. Good show number one. Um, Bill, what about you? What caught your attention this week? Um, I, I, there's a few videos I, I watched, and it's, it's been a while because I, I normally first. You're gonna say mine. Go ahead. No, nah, I probably won't, but. <clears throat> One of them was Marsh Wildman. You mentioned Marshall. Well, Marsh Wildman came up. Uh, yeah. He built a uh, an English wheel, right? Which is uh-huh. for rolling sheet metal. Yeah. Uh, but he built one, and he's in. He's in, all the ones I have. I have three people I'd like to say something about real quick. But anyway, all of them are. These guys just make me feel like a hack. Marsh in his video, he goes to a scrapyard and he's pulling these amazing parts off this metal thing and he's like oh look here's a little stepper motor this must be the size of a four horsepower motor and blah 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 what could we do with that (laughs) but anyway check out marsh's uh he builds an english wheel it's just really neat the other one was peter brown peter brown reassembled broken glass that's all i'm going to tell you watch the video he reassembled broken glass like car glass like the kind of safety glass that is a million little pieces yeah, he reassembled I'll, broken glass. That's all I'm going to say. I did that with um, the thing I made out of my, my brother-in-law who passed away. His record, the front of his stereo cabinet, we broke it, but yeah. it was all covered with stickers, so it wasn't as hard as what Peter Brown did So because the stickers held big chunks of it together, but it was safety glass, and so it broke into the... Yeah, you yeah. Know, into the little pieces, it, yeah. But all, all the stickers held most of it together, and I just assembled a little bit around the edge and then epoxied it. But I haven't watched Peter Brown's video, but I saw he did that, and I was like, I was like, oh, I did that. That that was horrible, and I had like a leg yeah, up. Yeah, but you already know I think you're amazing, yeah. and I love you, so it's okay. Yeah. And then the, the last one is just an easy one, and it, it the guy can build something so beyond compare that normally that would catch your attention. Here's what Jimmy built that I just thought oh, was just geez. amazing. Was it? Yeah. Was it? That was mine. The, what do you mean? Buy two, box? but that's one of them. What's that? Yeah, the stereo caliper box. box. Yeah, he just he takes a block of wood and he makes this this carry case for his caliper, and, and I just love that kind of stuff because it's so simplistic in in ways that it just makes me appreciate the the guy is the Godfather without a doubt. But here's the yeah. best part of it: nobody reads his descriptions, and he, he talks about his builds every time. And you read the description, it says, "Hey, I built this box." I know people are probably going to say I should line it with felt. I don't want to do that. And people are going to say I should use magnets. And I very specifically don't want to use magnets because this is a precision tool and I have a lot of metal shavings. I don't want to attract metal shavings to this box. So I'm not going to use felt or magnets. And the first person that tells me to read magnets, I'm going to post it and pin it at the top of the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And sure enough, you read down a few and it's like, you know, it would have been good if you just put those little magnets in there, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. everybody else is like commenting on that. You should just read the description. So <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so that, that was going to be my first one because I love Jimmy and this was like one of those like, you know, one of those videos that he did like six years ago, you know, like, like origin Jimmy. First of all, I love the, uh, I watched all 31 minutes of his uh, Chevy restoration, like the truck video. And yeah. I can't wait for part two, like watching him like fabricate these parts and like get everything where he's like, and I loved his approach. And I think I commented also, I said, he's doing something new and his philosophy is let's just go slow and we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, which is the opposite of what I do, which is let's go super fast and hope we don't make any mistakes, which is impossible when you're doing something yeah. for the first time. Yeah. So, but he's like, we'll just go slow and we'll see, we'll figure it out. And out comes like this like museum grade piece. And I'm like, oh, huh, that seemed easy. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love them and I can't, I love both those videos and I can't wait for part two of the Chevy truck thing. Or the, I think it was a C. Um, but then my other one was Scott Turner, machine to screwdriver, um, like out of a, like a cylinder of aluminum, and I thought it was pretty freaking awesome. Because in that one also, he really goes into his process, and like he's basically talking to the audience the whole time, telling us like how and why he's doing this that he's doing, and well, you know, we'll give this a show and see what happens. You know, and like that's my horrible Australian accent, but all to say, I love Scott. That's a great video. That's Another awesome. person that makes me feel yeah. like a hack. Yeah, I mean, but this guy Good is like work. next level. He's like, it's not fair. You know what I mean? Like this guy has skills i don't know like he must have frozen time for 10 years while the rest of us were like frozen and he developed all these skills and like all of a sudden he turns it back on and he's like yeah i'm it's, ready for action it's 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 there's so many there's so many out there sebastian olari i remember when he had a sub, one subscriber and i felt good because i sent the kid an old uh 
plane and I'm like oh yeah he's got like what a billion subscribers now and he's building yeah, he's stuff that I never would have imagined so yeah, very very creative guy yeah 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 very chill dude too we've, we've communicated back and forth a couple of times I like him a lot yeah, yeah. Uh, well this was a fun catch up boys I missed you yeah yeah I took a week off yeah. and yeah, just BS for an hour nice <laughs> well what do we do every week yeah, I guess our websites much. WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com, and GuineaPigTanks.com. Guinea, by the way, not spelled the thing you would, it would not spelled the way you think it would be spelled. G-U-I-N-E-A. That's exactly how you. It's like New Guinea. It was like Guinea. I mean, like it's not how you would think of Guinea. You'd think like G-I-N-N-Y. Listen, no, it's like New Guinea, the country or whatever that is. But they're from Peru. I'm hyping your site and I'm helping people spell it. So. Thank you. Just give me, well, give me I think minute. everybody knows how to spell guinea pig except you, actually. Well, anyways, <laughs> it's the last time I talk about that website on the sign-off. Contact <laughs> us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. iTunes reviews, whatever. I guess leave them. Five stars only, please. And patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, the best way to keep this crew on the air for yet another year. Guys, have a great week. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year and be good. Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. I'm going to be good for the rest of the year. How's that? That's it. (laughs) Good idea.